This is the Hunt Quietly Podcast. I'm Matt Ranella. Every time I do one of these podcasts where Matt isn't here, I feel like I'm obligated to to introduce myself. It's a weird thing. Matt, do you do you have that? Matt Feinauer? Do you have that same thing? I don't. I what I feel I feel the need to emphasize my last name so people don't get confused with uh Matt R. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah. Yeah, and it's not because I'm like trying to self-promote. I just I know people tune in to hear Matt and and I just want to like set the tone that I'm I'm not Matt. So if you're disappointed, I'm you know, I get really paranoid about that, but <laughs> if you're disappointed by Jim's voice, you can uh personal message me on the uh, Hunt Quietly Instagram page and I'll I'll take all your complaints. <laughs> just keep them to yourself though. <laughs> All right, so I guess having said that, I'm Jim Durkin, and I'm with Matt Feinauer, and our guest today is Owen Hunt from North Carolina. Hi, Owen. Hey, guys. How's it going? Glad to be here. Good, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Up here in the mountains of North Carolina this week. Nice. Um, I'm from, grew up in the eastern part of North Carolina. Where are you guys out of? I'm out of Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania. I'm out of Salt Lake City, Utah. So, Owen, we we do these podcasts and we highlight access programs through different states. And we've done a few. And so this is going to be a little bit different because typically the previous episodes where we've highlighted states, uh, we tend to be positive but north carolina it's kind of a caveat isn't it yeah we've definitely got a unique situation here and um you know i've kind of been at this for a few months now really the end of duck season was kind of whenever the fire was lit uh to get kind of going down this rabbit hole and um i mean i can start from the beginning if that's where you want to take it yeah that'd be great man start start from the beginning so, yeah, I mean, so I grew up eastern part, North Carolina, do the majority of, or still do a majority of my duck hunting out of Sampson County. Um, and by no means we're killing a limit. Never. I, I got past those desires to kill a limit of ducks a long time ago. Uh, but, you know, you want to go out and shoot a couple wood ducks and get a good retrieve for your dog and have a good time with your buddies. Um, that's all we kind of have been about. And it and it's uh, um, there's two public there's two game lands in Sampson County there's there's game lands across the state but um, as I think we all know public hunting duck public hunt duck hunting is a is a challenge uh, highly pressured situation so we've always done door knocking and and getting private private land access from there um, but and we've had good hunts throughout the years but it. This past year, we just had a really bad year. Um, it, it was tough. I don't know what was going on, but our spots just weren't. We were lucky to go out and kill a duck uh, in some of our spots that were typically holding a few birds. Um, so for years, we had kind of always known or heard uh, about a um, a lease program on public land uh, in Sampson County. And uh, and part of it, we had heard that you kind of could buy into that lease. Um, there was sign, signage posted around the, the property and you could call up, get your name on the lease. That's hearsay. I don't have evidence of that, um, but it, it was always just speculation. So then um, this past February, I started looking into it more and um it, we were just kind of, you can go on uh, Onyx, any GIS uh, software, and you can see 4,800 acres right there in Sampson County on the Great Coherry Track. Um, it's public, owned by the state of North Carolina. 
so then I turned around and started digging and researching um, and making phone calls to game wardens, um, wildlife commissioners, and, and trying to get some information. Um, and at this point, I was kind of playing a kind of a, a a person of interest of the lease, just so I could get as much information out of right. uh, these officials. Um, so playing that role, I, I got it. And one thing I also say, North Carolina is a single party consent state. So I was recording all of these uh, phone calls. I consent. So that's all that matters. Um, and Game Warden told me uh, pretty close to the exact quote was this is public land leased out to private individuals for their private hunt club. And then through the state program, through the state, North Carolina state um, owned the land private individuals got to lease it out called the my district commissioner uh steve winham and told him about all this he basically just called bs and uh we don't do that we we, ne- we, we would never do anything like that that's against ethics so then it was then a matter of kind of just calling and trying to get as much phone audio evidence as i possibly could Wait, who who did you just call that you said you that that said no we don't do that who was that again I'm sorry that was uh, Sampson County's uh, district commissioner Steve Winham okay okay yeah so um, called him said no we don't do it then I called um, these former leaseholders they would go post signage around the property so we I started calling them and they're like yeah that that's an old sign. Um, we, we used to lease that out, got rid of it, but you need to call DEQ. That's Department of Environmental Quality uh, to get you access to the lease. So then I just started Googling. Um, and then with the help of my brother, he, he sent me an RFQ for this year's latest uh, RFQ request for a quote, quotation um, for this latest uh, year's lease. And sure enough, Google search DEQ, um game lands program and takes you to the website there's 5200 acres across the whole state of north carolina um i want to say about 15 properties that they lease out um 4800 of those acres are in sampson county and it's a blind bid process um for a three-year lease with a two-year extension option and it's kind of hush hush you know you, you kind of have to know where to what to google when to look who to call to even know that a lease is up um and then after talking with ed hanos and th- this is irony in, in my opinion but he is the stewardship program coordinator as his official title for this game lease program um i think the word stewardship comes into question there for what he's doing for the public um and he told me, because this is public information, uh, it's public land, that leases range from $2,000 a year up to $5,000 a year. Um, Do they cap just, it at 5000 Or no, is that just what has been paid? That was last year's winning bid for one of the, the tracks in Sampson County. God damn. Do they, do they post how much each bid is going for? Like, how, how are you able to find out what it went for completely blind bid uh you put in your bid and the highest bid wins this blows my mind yeah and um you know you can go like i said you can go online type in dnc north carolina deq game lease program and there it is right now (laughs) There's a, it'll show you. They, I mean, it's almost like they're bragging about it. Um, is this limited to ducks, or are there no. other opportunities once you've leased the land to do other things on it? No, from what I've gathered, you have access to duck, deer, turkey, whatever's in season. Numbers reading their their introductory paragraph here. Selected DEQ stewardship program properties are leased for the purpose of providing access for outdoor recreation, as well as promoting environmental stewardship. 
Wow. Access to the highest bidder. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So is you you're North Carolina born and raised. Is this something new to you? Oh yeah. So like I said, I've it was all speculation for years that we thought that this was going on. We we were just like, hey, you know, you can go call up that number on the sign and get access to that lease. Um, we we thought it was around five hundred dollars. So again, I don't have evidence of this, but if this is true, you have a situation where private individuals are taking public land and profiting off of that land. So they're winning the bid and then leasing it out as like a third party to make money off of it. Exactly. Damn. And to give a little history on it, um, and some of this is just from from after calling NC Wildlife and them starting their investigation uh, from what I was able to gather is this property, one in particular, particular is in Sam, the 4,700, 4,800 acres in Sampson County. It used to be a part of the Nature Conservancy. Um, I think they're a nationwide organization and they lease out properties. Yeah, they've then, been on the podcast several times. Okay. All right. So you're familiar. I don't know. I don't have much back background on them. I, I just found came across the name while going through uh, deeds of the, the property uh, in one of the Sampson. And then they handed it over to DEQ. And then DEQ took it to NC Wildlife and said, hey, we have 4,800 acres here. Do you want anything to do with it? Do you want to turn it into a game win? Wildlife will tell you that they had a rogue employee that made the decision, made the call, and said, no, we don't want it. You can have it. So then DEQ said, all right, how can we, I don't know, make some money off of this, lease it out to individuals, whatever. And that, that's when the stewardship program got started. So you is do have any oh, – go ahead, Jim. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, is there any uh, trail on what they're, where those funds are going to once – DEQ has as a DEQ. Yeah, so I inquired about that. They they'll tell you that it the money that's generated from the leases is used for maintaining the property. Um, what was kind of odd to me was the stipulation when Nature Conservancy handed it over to DEQ was basically you can't do anything with these properties. You have to leave them as is. So how much? money is really needed to maintain the properties is um i mean you're talking dirt roads uh, yeah and a gate so um the best number i could figure up between all the properties that they're leasing out you're looking around maybe 40 to 50,000 uh that they're generating off of these lease programs um, damn there's some big property. properties in here i'm looking at the list right now 1100 acres 752 acres they even tell you the name like the like the county the map they give you a vicinity map and then the the name of the farm in some cases this is crazy dude so Owen, what I, I i have very little experience with public land anywhere east of Colorado, um, what what is the public land situation in North Carolina? Are you are you guys hurting for public land? Is this a, a small section that's taken out of a, a large section of public land? Well, no, I like going back. Like I said, I do a lot of door knocking, so I, I do a lot of more I, mainly private land hunting. I don't really hunt much public, and the reason for that has been just pressure. So, um, I'm sure if you're willing to hike, you can always find secluded spots. Um, but I, I just can't. I can't speak to saying like, yeah, the public land opportunity is great, or or it's terrible. I, but hearsay has always been, you know, there is a lot of pressure. So, I mean, the general consensus is that it's poor and it's it's not worth it to you to try and go look for some. It's it's more 
it's more worth your time to go knock on doors and, and go the pub or the private land route. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you yeah. still have old school opportunities like that where you can knock on doors and, and get access to places? Um, it's a lot of who you know, or does that landowner know your family? So, yeah. Um, since I, in Sampson County, uh, um, some, some, some of the big time landowners, uh, know my family name. So that, that helps out. Um, and that's in general, the best way or to increase your odds of getting access. That's the same way it is in where I'm at. Yeah. So, um, if you're just a new guy knocking on doors, then you're, you probably had the same success ratio as a door to door salesman. <laughs> now you mentioned game lands. Do you guys have game lands as well? Yeah, so um, in in Sampson County, there's two, um, and they're not in good. They're not great game lands by any means. So if I want to speak to that, I do know that those are bad, and one's even landlocked. So that's almost like a a private game land in of itself. Um, so yeah, they, there's in Sampson County in particular, game lands aren't that great, uh, but there's a 4800 opportunity right there at NC wildlife is uh, basically handed it to them in, in an envelope and said, Hey, and, and I'll get, I'll give some more context to, to my dealings with NC wildlife. So I spoke with Steve Winham. He called BS and then I sent him that website and he looked into it and they said, Oh shit, we are doing this and we need to do something different about this. So he then went to the director, Cam Ingram. He basically said bullshit too. Uh, can, I, can I cuss here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. All right. So yeah, he said bullshit too. And then I take it you haven't listened to many episodes of this. I've listened to a couple, but <laughs> I didn't listen for it. <laughs> no, um, you're good, man. You're good. But yeah, so Cam said oh, bullshit and then got relayed the website and then they started looking into it more. And then it, it then that got relayed down to a gentleman named Brian McRae. I can't remember his official title, but he's the guy for NC Wildlife that supposedly the one to is gathering the information to make a decision. Do we want to go to DEQ and say, hey, we want to turn these back into game lands and open these back up to the public? And the way it was kind of left off to me was they're looking into the legal situation of it. Um, DEQ says that they're not doing anything illegal by leasing out these properties. They, they've gone, their lawyers will say, we've gone through all the right loopholes. Um, uh, wildlife lawyers looked at it and I was told that they didn't go to the property office, which is who you're supposed to go to whenever you lease out property. So the property office was unaware of it. So I'm not really getting the complete story from legal. That's all I've been told. Um, and, but the way wildlife kind of put it to me was like, Hey, if DEQ's legal, they're not doing anything wrong here. We're going to drop it and leave it as is. So then that's whenever I started reached out to you guys, started reaching out to North Carolina senators had a meeting with Senator Bergens, trying to get a meeting with Senator Jackson, but getting left on red for that situation. So um, I'm trying to go the the public information route, get the get the word out there because I can't be the only one that thinks this is just unethical and dirty. Um, and if if DEQ's going by doing things legal, then we have to go the the politician route and get the laws changed to, to undo what's going on. It's, it sounds like it's a, it's like a good old boys club. And, and I don't know, even within the DEQ, I, you know, this seems like it's like a good old boys club. And, and I guess they make a little bit of money off of it. Yeah. That's all speculate. That's, I mean, I speculate the same thing. I, I, when I called Ed, Ed Hanos from DEQ, the guy who runs this program, and I'm kind of just get I, I got him to give me as much information I could extract out of him, kind of like, hey, I'm interested in leasing next year. And 
Then I kind of wrapped it up with, hey, are you a hunter? No. So, well, let me tell you about how unethical what you're doing is and how you're doing the public dirty. You're, you have a pay-to-play system to the highest bidder, and you're screwing the, the guy that can't afford a $5,000 lease. And if you can't afford it, I mean, it's public land. What are you doing? Yeah. And his boss, I don't know his boss's name, but apparently he's a big-time hunter, so he should know better. And my speculation is he probably gets to reap some of the benefits of uh, these leases. Um, his buddies might be in on some of them, and he gets to go to them. Yeah, and Matt, kind of to circle back to your, your question, when we're talking about uh, game lands, it's usually this, the state-owned lands that are public. So like in Pennsylvania, we have national forest and game lands. And right. yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's, I don't think there's, I don't know if there's any BLM lands. They're very little. I'm not yeah. aware of me in North Carolina. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think it's less than 10% of BLM lands east of the Mississippi. Don't quote me on that, but something like that. I might be wrong. I don't know. But at any rate, state lands managed for hunting are usually referred to as game lands. And, and, you know, it seems, you know, regardless of uh, if it's 10% or if it's 12%, 9%, it's there. This is another case of the public losing opportunity to go hunt for the benefit of a few hunters that can't afford it, which seems to be happening all over the country. Whether there's a ton of public land in your state or hardly any, you are losing opportunity year after year to, to go hunt and do the things that you want to do. Yeah. And it's through the hands of the state who's supposed to be providing the, the access to us. It's just absolutely mind boggling. And to make the situation even worse is in this particular situation, DEQ's then using game wardens as kind of the armed guard to public property. And if your name's not on that lease, you don't have that sticker on your truck, well, you're getting a trespassing ticket. Damn. And I went a while ago. I went to the commissioner. I was like, just stop. Tell your game wardens to back off. Like, it's public land. Let the public hunt it. Enforce uh, public land rules and regulations, you know, limits and shooting times and all that. But stop being the armed guard here. And there's other ways to manage this, man. I mean, do you guys have elk in North Carolina? No. Well, yes, but you can't. Is, is there a draw, though? <laughs> I think there's a one one tag that's available. Okay. so That's, that's the same in Utah, too. Okay. <laughs> so there's... The, the system's in place, then. Even if it's one tag, why not take the leases... And have a draw. And you could draw the lease for that year. And and have people put in five bucks. Yeah, so they do have permit systems in North Carolina. And um, I'm not a big fan of them. Um, I haven't done a lot of them. But the experiences that I've heard people say is, in general, they're not. They're not hyped up what you would expect when you go on a permit hunt. Yeah, I, I'm just spec. I'm just spitting out yeah. ideas here that are an alternative to leasing out public land to private citizens in the name of you know providing uh, stewardship and access programs through a state. It's just an oxymoron. It's so ridiculous. I can't even believe that we're sitting here talking about it. But I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I guess nothing surprises me now. <laughs> Well, the thing that was another thing that was kind of surprising to me, and um, I took this information to Sampson County Ducks Unlimited, tried to have a conversation with them on it, and I got left on red. Basically, saying the same information you guys got, the paragraph or whatever that I put up to put together, and got left on red. And, and this is just my opinion, but you know, I've I've talked with Sampson County Ducks Unlimited, asked them what have you done for Sampson County duck hunters. 
and the answer is nothing. All the there's there's no they haven't done any local good to Sampson County, and they'll 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 have their little rah rah meetings once a year, their little banquets, and send all their money elsewhere. And if you're fine with that, that's okay. I get that, but just know that that's the part that I wouldn't want to join an organization that's not doing local good mm-hmm. and, and not making a difference in my community, but you're making a difference in that, in that hunter in North Dakota, or that guy in Kansas, he's getting the money. Yeah. Have you looked at other nonprofits um, the Delta. that could possibly have a stake in that? I'm thinking of uh, um, the NWTF that with turkeys uh, or um, what's the whitetail one, Jim, what do you know? The whitetail, the big whitetail one, the nonprofit, isn't it? um, Why? I, I, when it comes to whitetails, I'm far behind living in a state where they don't exist. So (laughs) I keep wanting to say like, um, North American whitetails, but that's, that's uh, not it. Is that the point? Uh, but Owen, have you have you looked at some of the other nonprofits to see what they could do about it? No, no. Okay. Uh, outside of Samson County and Ducks Unlimited and Delta Waterfowl, um, I've gotten left on red by those two nonprofit organizations, and I and I. Yeah, there, I definitely could because, like I said, it's not just duck hunting. I'm honing in on duck hunting, but there's deer and turkey opportunities on these uh, properties as well. When you think that those two organizations, like that would be enough to to help put some pressure on um, on on the state to to get something done to to do something, but it doesn't seem like it, it almost seems like they might have, you know, their hands in, in some of these pockets as well. Uh, yeah. I see exactly where you're going. And um, yeah, I really felt like a local chapter would, that is, you know, what their mission is to improve duck hunting and conservation efforts um, would really want to get behind something like this, but you know, they got private blinds that so they get to go hunt. Well, the, the people that are winning these bids are probably the DU's highest donors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, they might be the guys that are donating to the, the raffle every year or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a dirty situation and um, I'm just trying, my, my only intention is just to kind of get the word out there and make some change on it. Uh, get enough public officials uh, held responsible. And you've talked to some of the politicians you mentioned. What what have they said? Have you gotten anywhere with them? Uh, yeah. So um, Senator Bergens, he's uh, part of uh, Samson County's in his district. Um, he's a North Carolina senator, and he's you know I feel like from from what I gathered, he was kind of on my side of the situation. Doesn't think it's right. He was a hunter, so I think he understood. Um, and I think I, I probably got some politician talk, you know, Hey, we'll look into it. This doesn't seem right. We need to make change. <laughs> that's how, that's how that conversation ended. Um, and I've reached out to Senator Jackson's office who he has a, the rest of Sampson County and Sampson County is the largest, uh, County in North Carolina. So he's the big player for North Carolina or for Sampson County Senate and um, his, his office has yet to respond. I've, I've called him, uh, got told to email, then sent a follow-up email. Um, so I, I'm getting left on red with that one. Um, but this say. isn't a problem. that's just isolated to Sampson County. I mean, I'm looking at these, this list, Cleveland County, Wake and Franklin counties, Wayne County, Rockingham County, Wake County. So, this program seems like it could be far and wide. Union County. Yes, yes, you're exactly right. And I and I, and I apologize. I do keep honing in on Sampson. Um, well, that's your home base. That's no, that's understandable. Well, well no, I, it, that too, but also 
there's 5,200 acres under this program. 4,800 of it is in Sampson, is that great coherent track uh, in Sampson. Um, but there's, I mean, you can, there's a map on there where they. Yeah, have, I'm looking at it right here. Track one, track two, track three, track four, track five. Should yep. be track six, I believe. Track six, yeah, 752 acres. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So all of those, I got DEQ to give me the leases. When I say $2,000, a year, that's the range on, on those six leases. Each of them for each. Each of them. Each. Yeah. Do you know the rate at how often they're being renewed? Um, it varies. They get it. When you win that RFQ, you get a, that's a three-year lease. So whatever you bid, whatever your bid was, you you get that locked in for three years. And then if the hunting's good, if you like it, then you get the option to extend at that same rate for two more years. So it can be up to a five-year lease. Have the prices for for these leases been going up? I I don't know. I I didn't go back. I couldn't. He didn't. I couldn't get him to send me an Excel file with the with all the the historical. I mean, I'm sure that's public information. You should. Get I wonder it. if you could do a FOIA request. Yeah, I, I almost guarantee you, you could do a FOIA request. They they'll try and give you the the ringer, but you push hard yeah, enough, I mean, they'll they'll have to give it. How much time do you? I mean. I'm only 28 years old, so I have plenty of time to wait around for them to give me a response. But yeah, I would imagine they've gone up. Yeah, I don't know how long that would take. A couple months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know somebody's listening to this and going, wow, $5,000 for a three-year lease for 1,100 acres for duck hunting? (laughs) Someone's some uh, light bulbs went off somewhere went on somewhere rather yeah <laughs> so, hopefully i'm not doing advertising for DEQ here i think this would be a, a more of a call to action if you're if you're in north carolina listening to this call your representatives have put pressure on them to do something about this actually make this is your opportunity to make a difference in your home state to be like owen and start making phone calls no doubt now you have to have is like, have you reached out to any like gun clubs or shooting clubs or other hunt clubs that would possibly get behind you on this? Um, the other kind of public outreach I've done is is just Facebook groups. So um, North Carolina public land hunting has like thirty thousand members, and I made the same post that you guys have seen, and didn't really get much traction Yeah, few, few impressions here, but nothing like we need to make a, you know, a real big call to action. I didn't feel like I did find it funny that there was one group had like maybe five or 10,000 members. I can't, the name was something like North Carolina public waterfowl hunters or duck hunters or something like that. And the admin kept removing the post. I posted it like three times and he just removed the post. What? And I started started taking the, or every time I would post, I would just say to the admin that's removing this, I'm sure you're on one of these leases. And then they delete the post again. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it, it's. And, and like Matt said, I, that's really a call of action is, is kind of what I'm trying. I'm hoping the best situation here to get to make change i think we need to have more public land as much public land opportunity as possible um private land is getting harder and harder to come by um a lot of it's getting bought up and then subdivided out subdivisions (laughs) one acre lots seems like yeah i think that's i think that's a problem everywhere but especially on the east coast farms are are dying by the wayside left and right and um you know, on one hand, it, it's like an oxymoron. It's like nice to see these properties valued for wildlife and hunting, but it also sucks to see them go away to accessible unless you have deep pockets. And it seems like as we move on, that's the, the way we're going. I mean, obviously, that's why we're doing this podcast and 
it's one of the major reasons why we're we're all involved here to keep keep things public and accessible but um i know some of these prices man i mean i wouldn't pay that but there's a lot of people who would and i'm sure there's some hardcore duck hunters going that's cheap because i know some of these duck leases can get outrageous yeah the the district commissioner when i told him those prices he laughed and said that's it yeah he said, yeah, you probably have a private blind that you're, well, I didn't say this, but I thought, yeah, you're probably hunting a private blind out on Pamlico sound. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would think that there's, this is a simple solution and with a, some public outcry that you could get some leverage against this. Yeah. And I think, you know, the best what I see needs to happen is pressure needs to get put on Brian McCray at NC Wildlife. He seems to be the guy that I get keep getting referred to whenever I inquire for where they're at in their investigation. So Brian McCray needs to get pressured to want to make a change here or put the, take it to the board to make a change. And then DEQ needs to get basically their phone blown up and get bugged and annoyed with this situation so much that they want to, they just want to be done with it and, and have so many people up their ass uh, that they're just like, yeah, we need to, we need to change the situation. And then um, if none of that works or we probably more so in couple getting the senators, state representatives to, to probably just drop the hammer and say, this is what needs to happen. But that's a lot legal that I don't I'm I just don't know the process and the details. I'm, I'm just an outsider looking in. For for the listeners, and especially the ones in North Carolina that maybe do want to make those calls, how can they uh, find the the right numbers to call? What what do they have to Google? Yeah, so um, you can to get in touch with NC Wildlife, you can Google NC Wildlife Commissioners. Um, and there's a contact us page and, and you can go through and find Brian McRae's number. Um, Cam Ingram, he's the district uh, or no, he's the committee chair or something like that. But their numbers are out there on, on uh, the website. Um, now, getting in touch with DEQ, um, you're looking for Ed Hanos. Um, hold on, I'll just give you his number right now. Because I, I don't don't care too much for this guy. 919-707-8536. Uh, that's Ed Hanos at DEQ. And then... Um, Has he been like, uh, why are you calling here? This is just what we do. Leave us alone. I think he's just ignorant of the situation. He just He's just doing his job. He's not a hunter. He's just doing, you know, what he was told to do. And... Yeah. Um, just kind of being the gatekeeper of these leases and running the program. So um, that's Ed Hanos. And then to get in touch with uh, Senator Jackson or Senator Bergens. I have their numbers right here. Senator Jackson, 919-733-5705. And Bergens... I don't have him, but you can Google Senator Bergens, NC Senator Bergens, and get his office number and um, ask for meetings, ask for Zoom calls, ask for phone calls, um, blow up their calendar and and put pressure on them to, I think the more that they hear the public wanting to make a change on this and them looking into it, the, the more, the pro- higher probability that they'll investigate. Well, again, to any listeners, make those phone calls. Uh, Owen's done the work for you to to find those numbers. Just write those numbers down and just call. Hell yeah. And are all these properties like duck properties or some of them could be whitetail properties? Someone could be some could be turkey properties. I mean, you're talking about a large uh a large swath of opportunity taken away. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've gathered, it's, 
it's any um, any hunting, whatever's in season on those properties. It's just that the 4,800 you're talking about is... No, that's turkey and deer as well. Turkey and deer as well. There's, and there's some um, like archery only. I think there's some like 20 or 30 acre parcels that are archery only. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're all kind of subject to their own rules. But from everything I've gathered, just kind of from the investigation is, is deer, turkey and and duck, uh, waterfowl. And, but, and I've just kind of honed in on... Hampson County duck hunting. That, that's just. But if you have these favorite. properties leased up for three years, and these are significant size of size properties, I mean, what's to stop an outfitter from coming in and buying these leases and and charging people to hunt there? In a way, that was kind of you know they had their own hunt club going on. From what yeah. I was was told what I was hearing. Maybe not an official outfitter, but a group of guys got together, posted some signage around the property. And the one in particular, Sampson County, called for information and uh, you can get your name on the lease. And probably the only reason outfitters aren't on it because they probably haven't heard about it yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I mean, because you get be next week. Yeah. I mean, you get 10, 15 guys. That's not that much money per year, to be honest. And that's what I had kind of heard that it was in general about a group of 10 to 15 guys um, getting access. So, and, and yeah, you're right. That's that's not much when you split it up like that. Over um, three years, especially and, over three years. Well, that, so it was, it would, that was 5,000 per year. Oh, per year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then if you want to extend after three years, it would be, you know, if you won for 5,000, you would pay another 5,000 per year for those two extra years. Oh, so if you win it, you have the option for a fourth and fifth year yeah. without it going back to bid. Exactly. Yeah. If the hunting's good, then you can say, Hey, I want to keep it for two more years at my rate three years ago. Jeez. Man, maybe we ought to get a group of hunt quietly guys and 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 win one of these leases. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to have a thousand acres for at their disposal between you and ten buddies and uh, and have North Carolina game wardens to enforce trespass on anybody that's not allowed? Yeah, you don't even have to deal with the private the the property issues and. The people crossing into your private property or whatever. Um, and you said that the game, the game lands, you don't hunt them because they, they're overcrowded and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and then I, I have, I'm, I own 20 acres. It's not much, but it's surrounded by just rural woods and, and abandoned farm fields. So it, there's no pressure there. So with that, with, with deer hunting, it, it does what I need to do to kill, put a couple of deer in the freezer for a year and then feed the family. But um, for duck hunting, I, I've done a little bit of public land duck hunting in North Carolina, and it's always, hey, you better be there at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, be the first one in, and um, get your spot. Right. But yeah, yeah, for for me, I gather is pressured, uh, which I've, I've what's what's the general consensus on door knocking? Is it is it frowned upon? Do they do most hunters not want to bother with it? I know you mentioned before it's kind of who you know, um, but are there other people out there like yourself that are willing to to go knock on some doors? I think people are less. Less likely to do it. Uh, maybe, maybe it was kind of popular, or more popular back in the day. But I don't think my generation is a big fan of it. Going to a random farmer's door and in the middle of nowhere and saying, "Hey, <laughs> uh, can I can I hunt your property? You don't know me, but um, 
Yeah, I mean it. it and then, the, but the perspective from what I've gathered is like, you know, if you go knock on ten doors and one of them says yes, well, well, if that's a fifty-acre property, well, hey, fifty acres you didn't have before. Yeah, and I think you're right on with the the generation. I think I see that out west as well. It's just, where it's becoming less and less uh, willing willing hunters it's becoming harder and harder for hunters to feel like it's worth it to go knock on a door and i think a lot of the game agencies recognize that on a national basis and i think a lot of the industry recognizes that as well and are starting to advertise towards it yeah yeah you're right always from what my from my little anecdotal experience you seem, I mean, you really, you really have your shit together. I mean, you've done way more than most people would ever do. So I got to ask you, like, what's your, what's your plan of attack moving forward? Cause you seem, you seem like you, you've, you've gone this far that you can't stop now. <laughs> it feels that way a little bit. And, um, no, I mean, I'm glad I got the opportunity to come on, on here. Um, cause the public, um broadcast that i was doing on social media just didn't seem to be getting the traction or was going to get any traction um so what i would like to see happen is getting some more public backing on it people making phone calls um and um trying to set up meetings with senators to to investigate this and and look into it and say hey this needs to be changed too i i don't know kind of how the hierarchy of north carolina politics go but i feel like if a senator comes to nc wildlife or deq and says hey this is kind of what needs to happen uh, behind closed doors that might be enough to get them to kind of push the ball in our direction in the right direction um again i don't know but yeah, getting getting in touch with senators, getting in touch with NC Wildlife. Honestly, I don't think calling DQ is going to do much. Um, I, I think they, they they're on. They would need kind of some strong persuasion from and from either NC Wildlife or a senator to make a change. Yeah, I mean, this is revenue for them, and it comes from publicity. But I, I would argue that if you had a program where you could put in for five bucks, like a draw, and and draw these these places for the year, you would probably generate more revenue and everybody would have an equal chance at getting these leases each year. Hell, yeah. you could even like... We have, we have duck hunts. Duck hunting in western Pennsylvania is horrible. But there's there's some blinds you can draw uh, for for a weekend that the state has. So there's there's plenty of, of approaches that are a lot different than what they're doing now that would generate, in my opinion, more money than $15,000 per property. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Jim, are those uh, programs based off of a point system or is it just um, kind of uh, random? It's, it's random every year. Okay. For the, for the duck blinds, the, the state run duck blinds. Same and, in Carolina. And it's my understanding that you can get them for like periodically through the week or the weekend. It's not like the whole season. Like I could draw them for October fifteenth and sixteenth, and Owen can draw them October seventeenth and eighteenth, and it gives people the opportunity to 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 hunt. And I don't think it's very much money to to put in for them, if if anything at all. But I believe North Carolina's gone up. I want to say they they were like seven dollars a a submission, a permanent submission, and now I think they've gone up to around twenty. So, um, 
Yeah, I guess you could base them on the quality of hunting. If it's good hunting and you know you want to twenty bucks, man. I've I've had. Oh yeah, I paid for beers that were more were more than that. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, one idea that I threw out to wildlife was like, hey, since this this is a conservation area, a lot of these properties are conservation areas. Um, I think I could be wrong, but I. I had a buddy that was from Wisconsin. He said that the way their conservation areas worked was basically they had like a kind of like a volunteer point system um, where you go and rack up 20, 30 hours of volunteer hours any annually and your name gets put in a hat and there's a very good chance that you're going to get a draw. Um, That's great. I suggested that that got shut down. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, make it make it 20 hours. That's two Saturdays a year for someone to get an extra 5,000 acres of access and then put like a $50 permit add-on to your tax to your license to to then be able to to hunt those those properties. And it, it, it was shut down. So I only think if it if wildlife does take this over, I get the sense that they would turn it into a permit system and then it's and then you just hope you get your name uh get your name pulled out of the water better than nothing but. yeah at least you have an uh, equal opportunity as the next <laughs> guy yeah i would like to see it go like a three day a week yeah and when with a 10 shell limit because we got a bunch of sky blasters in, in sampson county right. in north carolina so 10 <laughs> shell limit um you can only walk in at Past five AM, you got you have to be picked up and out by ten. Yeah, but the odds—I don't think that would happen. Maybe, maybe I'll be a pessimistic. And you I, said I you- think it's still worth it to at least push for because, let's say at the very least, you get one of those things to happen, and that's worth it. Um, I've. I've kind of come to the conclusion that there are very few, if any game agencies that actually care about public hunting. And so I, I, you know, putting enough pressure on these agencies, I think is is going to be the only way to, to get change. Cause I, I just don't think that a lot of these game agencies are putting the public's interest first. Yeah, and, and it seems like they manage for for opportunity, not quality. It this is like a prime way of managing for both. I mean, obviously, right now they're only managing for finances, nothing else, because it's the higher the highest bidder wins. Yeah, it's a poor way of going about it. Um, I, I wish I could go back and talk to the guy at NC Wildlife that DEQ approached and said, hey, do you want these 5,000 acres? And pick his brain as to why he said no. Um, I mean, I've heard that it costs money to manage game lands. I mean, I know it it costs money to manage game lands, but I've heard it's it's more than than what you'd think. Um, but again, I don't have I don't have any hard numbers. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I think it, you know, it definitely costs some extra money. We, Jimmy, had me look into it. Wildlife budget. They were in the red last year. Um, yeah, yeah, they were they were a deficit of a million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, I think they were they were in the green, maybe over a million in twenty twenty one. Uh, they kind of. I went back a few years. It kind of looked like they ebbed and flowed with their budget. Um, but yeah, I think you know that's why I kind of suggested, hey, make it a conservation permit, fifty bucks extra, whatever. Throw a number at it, make it outrageous, make it feasible. Um, there's some extra revenue for you. Now, I don't. Why? Who wouldn't want it? Like. Would would public hunters have that much outcry of spending maybe one Saturday, two Saturdays a year 
to go do some volunteer work, the good for your hunting pro property that you hunt, uh, to then gain access to all of it. Yeah. To the extra 5,000 acres. And you said your, your, your brother found us. Yeah. So, um, my brother, he's the one that kind of followed you guys. I've kind of gone dormant on Instagram. So <laughs> he reached out and was able to, uh, make contact. So I appreciate him for that. And he's a real big time hunter. I, I kind of get to follow in his footsteps a little bit and come, um, he does majority of the door knocking and I'm kind of like, Oh yeah, where are we hunting this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is he older or younger? Yeah. Five years older. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I get the benefit of that, but, um, but he, does he, lives live in, in, does he live in North Carolina as well? Yeah. Yeah. So he lives, uh, in Fayetteville. Um, okay. so right there, right there in Sampson, near Sampson County. And then I'm like two and a half hours away. So I've kind of moved outside of Sampson County, but that's where I do a majority, like all my duck hunting is back in Sampson County. Get to and Has he been calling and, and putting pressure on some of these, uh, officials as well? Uh, well, he, he's kind of limited. He's overseas right now. So oh, fair enough. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll get, he'll be able to kind of help, uh, once, um, once he gets back, but yeah. Is he in the service? Yeah. Oh, right on. So. Really cool. so do you want people to contact you via Instagram? So if you do get someone saying, hell yeah, I want to help out. Do, do you want that? Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't, I could cut all this out. So <laughs> no, but I would suggest, you know, given your Instagram and that way people can, at least find you and say, yeah, man, I had the same shit happen to me. And, you know, cause there's power in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's Owen hunt underscore 15. Um, so yeah, if people want to reach out, definitely. Um, and then I can kind of redirect them in the, the right, the right people to call, um, and, and make the right, Give them some more information so where they do make those calls, uh, kind of what to say or, or what needs to be done or the and, right pressure to add. So, yeah. And we will certainly bring this to light on our Instagram as well. well I appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. When I got kind of ghosted on all the, pu the public face or public land hunter Facebook pages from North Carolina, it's like, man, am I the. I can't be the only one that thinks this is dirty. I was going to say, if, if have you reached out to BHA, the North Carolina chapter? BHA, not familiar with them. Back backcountry hunters and anglers. No. Nah. 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 Sorry, I mean I'm like, I don't get to be involved in hunting as much as I'd like. Yeah. You know, oh no. Shit. Kid and family, so it's kind of. I get to hunt on the weekends, uh, and then got to stand down in my property that I get to go hunt at, uh, maybe one or two days during the week or every other week. So, yeah. Um, where I'm in the same boat, man. Uh, I'm just kind of starting to get more, you know, through this process, getting more involved and figuring out, you know, who the right people to reach out to and the right contacts. Um, and, and, and maybe it's just, the right person needs to hear um, this conversation that's connected well with those nonprofits to get them on board. Um, me sending an email to your contact us page or address on their website doesn't seem to get you very far. That's like, it's almost like going to Apple and applying for a job or <laughs> their contact us. It's hard right. to get traction so right. yeah well i assure you that in our circle of people that listen to this podcast and follow us on instagram that we will get get the word out because this is um it just seems intuitively wrong and for a state program it should be open to the public uh leasing to private entities is is so it's beyond wrong yeah. And I, and 
I'm sure this isn't the only situation. I, North Carolina can't be the only state this is occurring in. Um, the, maybe it is, but you know, this all started with us kind of hearsay in our local um, county of hey, there's public land that private individuals get to hunt. You can go join that lease if you, if you're hearing stuff like that then maybe there's some truth to it and start doing your own investigation and, and seeing if there's similar programs propped up. Right on. Matt, do you have anything to, to close out with? Uh, no, I think uh, everything's been answered. Oh, and uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, keep it up. Let us know how we can continue to help you. We'll do it again. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I hope this kind of gets the right, the ball rolling in the right direction to get the public pissed off about it. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. Keep doing what you're doing and, and whatever we could do to help. And hopefully this, this podcast and, and Instagram gets, gets the ball moving and, and snowball effect happens and you get, you get some leverage against, against this. Yeah, what it really needs. Uh, I'm just a pissed off hunter trying to make a little bit of change. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks again, Owen, for coming on. I We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right, take care.